All right. Today's episode I'm excited for because one, we're sharing five tips on how to move through betrayal trauma triggers. It's something we all want to know. Um, however, we're also excited because we're sharing our new out, uh, our new upcoming program beyond betrayal. And uh, Brandon and I worked on this together and um, it's been a 2020 uh, labor of love that I think will um, definitely help people move through that betrayal and way beyond it. Yeah, I think that uh, just from the outside perspective, um, you know, Brandon and Ashlyn both collaborated on this. I was not a part of it. And the only thing that I can tell you about this program is, is that when they were done, they were both just like, oh my gosh, this just keeps getting better, better. And they recorded over a couple of days. And I know for sure that they were excited because they were connecting dots. And, and I knew that based upon that, they were putting together something that was really unique, unique to the, to the arena of betrayal trauma. And I know that all I know is, and I don't know the content, but I know that Ashley came home just excited and invigorated. And it's like, oh my gosh, this is so good. And um, she was just thrilled about how it played out. So if that's any indication as to uh, the quality of the content, um, Ashlyn's level of excitement, <laughs> then hopefully that'll, that'll, uh, that'll give you an insight as to uh, what you can expect as far as uh, what, what, what they put together. It was awesome, Brennan. Yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, just producing it with Ashlyn one was just, it was just fun. Mm -hmm. um, but also we just could feel that the process that we were putting together was unlike anything out there and so much more than just uh, some online course. It was just incredible. So we'll, we'll talk more about it at the end of this episode and give you more specific information about what it is and why it works. Um, so hang on for that. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. If you're new, I'm Ashlyn. I'm the once betrayed. I'm Kobe, the once addicted. And they call me the expert. Because <laughs> you are. <laughs> He's helped loads of people. Uh, countless people um, over well over a decade. And uh, we're just really pleased that we get to, to have Brandon with us as the expert. He's not our therapist, but he's the resident expert in the field and the insights and the, and the, the takeaways have been uh, beyond value uh, for us here, which is, which is great. Yeah. I would say I'm, a, I'm an expert. And I think my, one of my expertise is definitely, um, specializing in helping people get beyond betrayal, um, work through um, staying stuck in pain and actually turning that pain into growth and, and healing. So it's one of my favorite things that I, that I get to be a part of and, and watch that process work. So um, really that's what we're talking about today is the, you know, the five-step process of working through triggers. And one, one place where people get really stuck with their betrayal is staying stuck in obsessive thinking and fear around their, their triggers. Um, they get triggered into this fear and then they stay stuck in that. Have you seen that before, Ashlyn? Oh yeah. And it feels, um, I mean, we talked about this in my group this morning. It feels never ending. Like when is this going to be over? Every day is hard. I'm being triggered all day long and it feels very hopeless. It feels very alone. Even if we, you, you have the therapist and the tools, it just is, it's hard. Um, and so it, I think it is part of the process. We all go through those seasons of when is this going to be over and why is it so hard? Um, but as we begin to really put to work the skills that we're maybe being taught, um, 
and trying to really put to use, it's just practice over and over and over, yeah. right? So we're yeah. still going to possibly have triggers, but it's the ability to really move through them and recognize them real right. time. This I is going to be a great episode. And, and, and Brandon, before we keep rolling, I just want to oh. just say this one thing that that is um, for those of you who are listening to this after the launch, you can go to beyond-enough.com forward slash beyond betrayal and you get information straight away there. And uh, we'll have some more details on the program at the end, like uh, Brandon had talked about. But, um, you know, today's episode is going to be pretty unique and we're excited about it. So we, uh, we totally forgot that, Kobe. Way to catch that, man. You're yeah. like, hey. <laughs> we also forgot our, our little review here that Kobe's patiently waiting for. Yeah, man, we just, we're trying to cram too much into this <laughs> intro thing, you know. But we're, we're doing it. We're hitting we're, it. We're doing it. We're going to make it happen. Kobe, exactly. So uh, if you haven't yet, you can leave a review. And we just might read yours. You can rate us and review us. We'd love to hear from you. And it can be anonymous. It can be anonymous. This says, Opened Doors for Tons Of. That's the title of it. And it says, I discovered your podcast about four years ago and was so excited and shared it with my spouse who suffered with sex addiction. He wasn't ready at the time to acknowledge, accept, and learn. So that wasn't, so it wasn't until three years later that he on his own, after reaching his lowest point, came back to the podcast. So many doors of knowledge and healing from listening to the podcast. So many tools, resources are provided through your podcast, every program, and Instagram. So grateful for you three. Thanks for all the wealth of knowledge you share. You're so welcome. We're glad that it's helping. And uh, that really does speak to when you really are ready, <laughs> then progress and healing can take place and i think this is a really good ep or that's a really good review to tee up well, today's episode i appreciate that she mentioned or yeah she mentioned <laughs> um the the resources we give here and on instagram and facebook for free right but that we also have these other programs when you're ready to like okay i want to do the dive work. in let's yep. do this yeah yep. so thank you for that all right, Kobe, are we good? To, I'm chomping at the bit to get to this Let's content. Let's get it. I'm excited. Let's just stop for a minute. Let We're it roll. Go, right? Let's do it. Okay. All right. Working through triggers. Um, you, you guys know what a Chevy Nova is? Yes. I yeah. grew up in one. Oh, did you? That was our family car. It was reddish, maroonish, and it had these beautiful vinyl seats that when they cracked were like Daggers. scissors, <laughs> like razor blades. I hate Chevy Novas. Um, oh, I do too. <laughs> well, I for different too. reasons. I bet you get triggered too by a Chevy Nova in oh different gosh. ways than me. Yeah. I watched my dog when I was 10 years old get run over by a Chevy Nova oh, right in front of me. That's horrible. Yeah. I'm sorry. And so a Chevy Nova, when I see one, just as a 10-year-old boy watching my best friend get run over by a car. Mm. I've talked about this before, I think. Um, the, the whole reason I'm bringing it up is we're talking about triggers. You know, what can be a trigger? Anything can be a trigger. A Chevy Nova can be a trigger. Um, smells can be very triggering. Um, other emotions can trigger um, things. Um, so we're talking about um, getting triggered into what's called the fear cycle, um, where you start to ruminate, you start to spin, you start to obsess, you start to try to control things because you're in a lot of fear. And the reality is, is everybody's triggers are different because we've all had different experiences in life. 
um, where, you know, a, you know, women in bikinis on the beach might be, might be triggering for one person, but not for another. Um, and things like random things like Chevy Novas can be triggering for one, but not for another. Yeah. Um, so when we talk about triggers, we're really talking about any stimulus that starts to push you into that fear cycle. So Ashlyn, if you don't mind me asking, what are some examples of like some triggers that you, you have? Or have um, had, or have had yeah. yeah. And that's another point is that they can change, right? And they can diminish, they can change. You yeah. can totally work through them. Okay. So, um, Oh, one that might, might sound a little crazy, but it was, I mean, like you described, it can be, it, it, it's that to me, it's very real. And often it's my body showing up without my brain necessarily recognizing it. Yes. Okay. So for me, um, when Kobe was in active addiction, you know, almost a, dec- a decade ago, right? Um, a long time ago, he would go to the basement um, with like a tray full of rubbish is what he calls it. And he would um, choose movies that I didn't want to watch so that he could be alone to do what he wanted to do. Um, Uh So I saw like this pattern of the basement and eating food and um, watching or escaping. This was a huge trigger for me. And the craziest part, Brennan, is this is something I've known for years. Okay. Mm -hmm. I've known this. We've talked about it, Kobe and I. I've talked about it in therapy. But what's kind of (laughs) crazy to me is I actually haven't done a a specific trauma therapy session on this visual. And so last week I said, "Um, I'm not sure why I'm still here, but clearly it's still in my brain. Like it's rooted inside my body. And although I'm not like, I know Kobe would would not go into that place. And if he does, that's his stuff, not mine. My body still shows up that way sometimes. So even for me, six years in to recovery, I can still point out and recognize there's still a trigger there, even though I'm like past it. Right. Absolutely. Um, for me, it was also, um, Kobe being on his phone after work hours, like what's he doing? Who's he talking to? Um, you know, checked out whatever, because that was often how he showed up in connecting with other gals. Um, what else? Probably, um, sometimes actually working out was sometimes triggering, um, because I didn't know where his head was. And so I was making mountains out of molehills and assuming a lot of things mm-hmm. instead of just asking, is okay. this a trigger for you? Um, and so I created my, my own trigger by yeah. assuming it was his trigger. Right. So, so listen to this. So like Kobe getting like junk food and going to the basement sounds like such a small thing. Mm-hmm. Okay. He, he grabbed some potato chips and some sugar and went to the basement but in your mind, it's a big thing. In your yeah. mind, it's, it's like, whoa, like this the unsafety here, right? And so triggers can be, they can, they can be little tiny things and, see, and, and they do seem crazy to other people. Yeah. Um, or they can be big things, right? If you've gotten in a horrible car accident before and, you know, a certain car hit you and you see that car on the road, it can trigger you. Totally. Um, but the, uh, one thing I want to really point out here as we get into working through triggers, um, there's a reason why triggers are there. It's not that we're just crazy. 
Um, and, and I want everybody who's ever been triggered, which is all of us, all of us, <laughs> um, to to stop for a minute, practice a little self compassion, and realize that your brain and your body is doing what it can to help you survive. Um, it's 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 actually quite remarkable what it can remember and focus on, and and, and like totally i like how you said it i forget how you said it ashton like it sears it in your bones or whatever it like it's it's there because that danger has hit you mm -hmm. and so you're remembering those things because they've been dangerous so you're hypersensitive mm -hmm. to those things coming back into your life so you're very very un unconsciously <laughs> aware that those things are coming into your and world. I think that's important that you mention unconsciously, right? So sometimes, especially in the beginning for me, I wasn't aware that I was being triggered. I just was reacting to what I was feeling. And I wasn't sure why I was feeling the way I was, but I knew I was mad. I knew I was suspicious all of a sudden. I knew I was like going into this cycle, but I didn't know why. So Oh, okay. So Ashlyn, you're, you're hitting the first one. Okay. We, yes. we said there's five, a five-step process. The first, the first part of the process is awareness. So, because you will unconsciously go into this fight or flight or freeze mode, this, this self-protection mode. Um, it's the, if you understand how the brain works, it's the middle part of your brain that's just instinctually trying to help you survive. So it's automatic. Uh, such an important part of the process of working through triggers is being able to to identify what what does it look like when I start to get triggered? Mm. Um, you know, what do my thoughts spin on? What does my body do? What other emotions come in? Do I feel resentment? Do I feel frustration, um, sadness? Um, you know, do I clench my jaw? Do I grit my teeth? Do I hold my fist? Like, what does it look like when I start to get triggered? I want to just disconnect and hide in my bedroom and not talk to anybody. So, so what behaviors do you start having? So first step is become aware of what triggered looks like mm -hmm. for you, right? Yeah. And I'm, I love all of that because it is so different for all of us, right? And, and I wasn't even aware of those physical sensations of, for me, I get really hot in my chest. I, my hands start even shaking. Um, and so for me to not recognize that, I, I really didn't. I was so disconnected from my feelings and my body that when that little baby step of awareness and I started to recognize, maybe it wasn't real time, but maybe it was like an hour after or the next day when I'm like, oh, I made a connection. That's why I was losing my mind right? Um, because of this and that makes sense. And so that awareness, even if it's not real time, moves me forward to yep. the next time when I would, it could happen. That's it, Ashlyn. I would say it's more than half the battle. So we're talking about this five-step process this is the major piece of it. It's mindfulness. It's becoming conscious. You go from unconscious to conscious. And once you're conscious of it, now you can kind of decide what to do with it. Okay. Um, so going along with that, let's hit on the second one, which helps you be more conscious. And that's an auditory acknowledgement of it. Okay. So it's saying it to yourself out loud, or it's saying it to somebody else. I'm triggered. And I know I'm triggered because this is what I'm doing. Okay, so once you, do you know why it's important to say it out loud? Kobe, do you know why it's important to say it out loud? No. <laughs> <laughs> um, we're talking about consciousness, right? 
when you say out loud something, you're moving it from the middle part of your brain to the front neocortex part of your brain. So from your reptilian part of your brain into your mammalian part of your brain. So you're going from, from this automatic response thing to this more logical, rational place of, whoa, now I'm aware. I said this out loud. I'm aware that I'm triggered. I am in fear right now. I call a friend, I think I'm triggered right now and I'm in fear. Or I say it to myself or I say it to God. But now that I've said it, I'm up here in the front part of my brain. And I now have space between stimulus and response. And I'm in that space where now I can kind of start to choose what I want to do with that trigger. Mm. So does that, does that make sense? And I, the visual for me of that space like a simple word like that, but it really makes sense to, to like step back, give yourself some room to breathe. Okay. And there's plenty of times, Kobe, where I, I know I've told you I'm feeling triggered right now in this moment. And not all the time did I do that, but you really were able to show up for me. Um, maybe not all the time (laughs) we, we practice and we are not perfect. Um, but that's a gift really. To, to had to, to to speak it because it is very it, it's it's a very powerless helpless feeling to know that your partner is triggered and there's nothing that that, that yes. you can effectively do to help and hearing it and understanding it is really is a gift because it's like oh this is about me being there to support my partner, regardless yeah. of what they're triggered. The, you know, where, and we could go off on a tangent on this and, and we, we can't do that, but where, where um, as, as you know, they're working for, through their betrayal triggers. If they say auditory, I'm triggered right now. And if it triggers um, the partner. partner of like, Oh, I can't handle that. Then it triggers the other partner even a ping more. Pong. And it starts to yeah feed each other. But, but, but what's beautiful is that's the space where the, the person who has betrayed has real opportunity to help create safety and be an asset for their healing to be able to say, I'm not triggered by your trigger. Um, I can actually hold space for you to process that trigger. I'm not going to judge you for it. I'm not going to punish you for it. Um, I'm going to be an asset for you to work through that trigger. Mm-hmm. And, and, and that's, that's kind of the, just, just the, the bone that God threw um, to, to the betrayer is, look, like you can have this space to rebuild trust, to help me work through my pain, even the pain that you've somewhat caused here, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but okay, I, I don't want to go off on that too far. Go ahead, Ashley. I just want to share something. Um, that I think was powerful. It happened last week. My mom listens to our podcast. And, Hi, mom. And <laughs> I love my mom. And um, we're very clear to my mom and to our kids. Like, we don't blame any of our current <laughs> or history on my our parents. Like, they right. knew the best or they did the best they could with what they had, right? We all are doing our thing. So I, I, I love that she mom, listens. <laughs> uh, mom, by the way, you have an amazing daughter. Oh, so thank yeah. you. Cool. So here's the thing. So a lot of you know, my dad passed away. It, I mean, it's been almost, it's getting close to a year, which is mind boggling. It feels like yesterday, but um, last December, right after Christmas and last week we were uh, leaving my daughter's football game and my mom was driving in front of us and she saw a fire engine 
and you know all the lights going on and the sirens and it drove past and went and we were driving in separate cars and we got to her house before she did and she got there and i'm so proud of her because she said you guys i just realized i was triggered like she could name it she did step one and then she did step two and she told us and she said, hearing and seeing those lights reminded me of the night your dad passed away. Good. Look how conscious she is. Yes. And Good example. It, she's like, it put me in this plate. Like, I'm sad now. And she was feeling a lot. And But she's processing it. Yes. yes. Um, but for me to see that, like, it's empowering when we start to acknowledge and can speak it. But it's also empowering to see it in your friend or in the person you love. Um, when they start to, to be able to own some of that rather than letting everything happen to them. It's like, no, I have, I understand my body's showing up this way, but I also can show up for myself. Absolutely. Um, that you do have the power to, to, you can have control over your mind rather than have your mind have control over you. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, okay. The third one actually goes right along with what we're saying. And, and, and sometimes I think this one needs to happen before the acknowledgement. Um, but it's what it is, is radical acceptance of self in the trigger. So if you start to judge yourself in that trigger, <laughs> then now you're taking fear and you're adding shame to it. Um, a self-rejection. Well, I shouldn't be so like, this is crazy. This is, stupid. I know better. <laughs> I know better. I've, I've, you know, I've been working recovery a long time. This Look at me. me. Why Look do it. I still have that stupid trigger of Kobe <laughs> going into the basement? I yeah. know better. I'm Ashlyn. I, exactly. I'm, I'm, well, any bit of pride or self-rejection or shame thrown on top of a trigger is not going to be helpful. Um, what is helpful is some, some radical acceptance. So some self-compassion I, you know what? I do have a trigger and that's okay. I, I accept it. I accept that that's where I'm at today. Mm-hmm. Um, I accept that, may, you know, maybe I've had a hard day today and, and of course I'm triggered and anyone would be triggered, you know, who's been through the things that I've been through and it's okay. And I, I hear Brandon, you talking to yourself, like you would talk to your child or your friend or someone you love, which is sometimes what we forget in those moments. And we're just beating ourselves up for not showing up or forgetting all our tools and forgetting everything we've learned. And then just like out of control moment. Yeah. Yeah. I, you know, I've changed the golden rule, Ashlyn. Okay. What is it? <laughs> so what is the golden rule, Kobe? What's the, do you know the golden rule? No. Do you want to others as you would have others do to you? Yeah. So the golden rule is now do unto yourself as you would do unto others. That makes a lot of sense. Why isn't it that? (laughs) Yeah. Because we always treat other people with more compassion and forgiveness and than we do ourself. Um, So give that to yourself. Um, Give yourself space to feel what you're feeling. Um, Okay. So after you've gotten aware, you're conscious, conscious of what's going on, you've created some space between the stimulus and response, you're kind of in that place there. Um, then you, you bring some rationale in um, and some logic, not just emotion, into the equation, and you start to assess what your options are, okay? So that, that's the next one, is, is to assess your options, okay? I'm having an emotion. Just because you're having an emotion that's a trigger doesn't mean that, that you shouldn't trust that emotion. Um, but you need to stop and assess and reality check, okay? That trigger's telling me to go to my husband's work 
and scream at his secretary right now. I'm going to assess that, you know, <laughs> like maybe that's not the best thing to do to deal with this trigger. Um, Ashton, you're laughing, but this is actually. It, it, all, it makes sense in your head in the moment, but that's the emotion, <laughs> right? I'm throwing all his clothes on the curb. Like I'm done with this. Like this is what I'm going to do. Um, to be able to stop for a minute and really assess like what is effective here? Um, what's helpful in this moment? I, may, I could go to his office and yell at the secretary. Um, maybe what's most effective for me in this moment is to go for a drive by myself up in the mountains and hang out by the stream and talk to the trees. Yeah. You know, and, and that, that might be the best thing for me right now. Um, but you're assessing your options. You're looking at what's in your power and what's going to help you process and what tools you have to use in order to deal with, with the fears that are coming up. Um, I'm going to pipe in here and you can too, if you want, <laughs> Kobe. but um, for me, I love that you bring up like get to the mountains or for me, yeah, it's that it's like, how many times have I just driven, got, gotten in the car and gone up to, you know, Provo Canyon to just do yeah. nothing, yes. uh, just to be there because it's quick and short or, and I can just cry in my car or journal in my car or think and process. Um, or I go on a walk um, in our neighborhood, just short, but there's a, a street on our neighborhood that there's no houses yet. And so I just walk up and down it and um, I'll breathe and think and get to a logical place. Um, and that movement really helps yes. me do that. Um, I would highly recommend you do this before you act. So that goes for like, um, I, I'd like to tell my group girls, do a first draft before you even bring it to group. Because sometimes when we're in that trigger and we, oh my gosh, I got to go like talk this out and stuff. Sometimes it's just more helpful to just do it with yourself first, get yes. clear, and then go to your group or then go to your partner and then go yes. to, um, so that we're not just unloading and expecting everyone to fix it. But, but, I, it got, but I got to say, Ashlyn, and, and really this is in, in our Beyond Betrayal program, um, we, we, we help work you through this and help you create these. But if you don't have tools in that moment, you're going to have a hard time assessing what your options are. Yeah. It, so if, if you haven't, you know, really worked through like journaling works for me or going to the mountains or calling this friend or having these tools, then your mind is just spinning in that yeah. fear and you're thinking I've got to control something. Um, so to have a toolbox to really helps you in that, in that assessment mode, because then it's like, okay, I've, I've done this before. I know it works. I know it doesn't work. Right. So, okay. You totally kind of, I love what you just said, Ashlyn. Um, but you, you just said, stop and assess before you act. Um, so the next, the next step to work through a trigger is acting, um, is, you know, you've, you've, you've accepted your trigger, you've assessed your options, and it's either, it's one of two things, okay? It's either asserting yourself and acting on what that emotion is telling you. I'm in danger. I need to do something about this because I really am in danger. Or it's acting opposite to what the trigger's telling you to do, okay? I'm... Um, he's home late from work. It's telling me to go yell at his secretary. I actually need to just chill here at home and try to let go of this trigger. Um, that, you know, this, it's a, it's a trigger and that's what it is. And it's, it's important and it's big to me, 
But the best thing for me to do is to try to let this go because it's not in reality. It's not, if I see a Chevy Nova, instead of like running for my dog and locking him in the, what I need to do is take a deep breath and realize a Chevy Nova just drove by. Like, that's it. Like, it's okay. It's just a Nova, right? Do you see what I'm, I'm mm-hmm. saying? Um, so so you, as, you as, assess the situation and then you either assert yourself or act opposite. One of those two things. And once you've done that assessment, it should be an easy decision to be able to say, okay, this is something I need to just let go of or this is something that I need to act on. Yeah. It's interesting. This episode, I think, really goes along with our last week's episode of like starting to trust ourselves again, right? Yes. Um, because what you just mentioned is that like, okay, can I trust that this is just a lot of emotion happening or am I, am I safe or am I unsafe, right? Yep. Um, so it, it kind of is good practice, I would say, to start trusting yourself again to, to be able to slow down enough to get logical in that moment. Am I safe? Yep. I, uh, there's a really cool, sorry, Brandon. There's, there's a, I guess a couple of thoughts here on this from just from my perspective. Um, when our kids come home from school and it's clear that they have had a really hard moment and they are triggered and they're feeling emotions. Um, the first thing that I want to be able to do is just be by their side and hear them out. Just, just unload it. Talk to me. Tell me what's going on. And um, because it's clear that they're hurting and uh, tell them to rub some dirt on it and walk it off is not going to know. It's not going to help them. And if we can view our partners as the same and realize I don't have to fix it, and realize their emotions are valid. Their, their emotions are valid. are valid. They are. Um, throwing a, a triggered moment back in the face of your partner will only, it'll be like fuel on a fire. But remember that um, we don't expect perfection from our partners. And, and, and in turn, we hope that they don't expect perfection from us. And so grant them, give them the gift of, of having a triggering moment and realizing it's, it's okay to have that. And if we can apply the steps that we're talking about here, then we can, we can get through that. But I don't need to fix it. I don't need to try to take it away. I just need to be by their side as they work through it. Absolutely. And, and that's how you become an asset. For yes. And, yep. and you, want, you, you want to be by their side. So when they do have triggers, they come to you and say, hey, I need your support right now. Right. And right. if you can have this conversation in a moment where you're not triggered, either one of you, and put together your game plan, man, the, I, I really believe that that can increase your effectiveness to work through the triggers um, considerably. And uh, I guess that'd be part of my little tidbit on this, uh, on this episode is... Do it when you're not triggered because then you can both think logically. <laughs> we, we, we know that thoughts create emotions and emotions create thoughts. And so if you shift some thinking, um, you can change the way that you're feeling. Um, it's basic cognitive behavioral therapy. And so when you're, in, when you're triggered, if you go down the rabbit hole that you always go down, um, you'll, you'll lead to more fear and, and more 
thoughts of, of fear, right? Um, so much of, of the, the process and the healing of, of dealing with triggers is about reality checking. It's about getting grounded in what really is going on. Um, you're having a trauma response in a lot of ways. So you're learning how to say, okay, like, let me, let me really get clear with what's going on. Um, I want to, I want to test something out with you guys. So I want you, I want to reality check with you for a minute. Okay. okay. So. Jeez, Brandon. So what is that? Kobe? <laughs> My he's, favorite digit. He's flipping us off for those only listening. <laughs> What is that? Or is he not? I don't know. His this is a out. lot of fun. I, let's just keep, just take your time here, Kobe. I'm having fun with this. I don't know. What are you doing, Brandon? What, so what, what does this mean? What is it? Um, as an American, it means you're flipping me off. You're telling me like, go away. No? Okay. Thank you, Ashton. That, you totally set me up. So you, you put a bunch of meaning around this, right? So this is, this is intended to, to get you to think, you know, I don't like you or screw you or whatever, right? So uh, it triggers a lot of emotion. If you reality checked with me, what is this? Just reality check it with me. Emotion, your finger. It's a, <laughs> it's, it's a digit in this pointing up. It's Brandon. Yeah. It's Brandon's middle finger that is, is pointed upward. Like that's what it is. Like we remove all meaning. Power. From our, yeah. All power that we've given it. And we just get grounded in the here and now it's just Brandon's middle finger that is, is pointing upward. That's all it is. Um, and so if you get grounded in that, then it's like, okay, what do I do with that reality mm -hmm. um, that Brandon is putting up his middle finger right now? Well, that doesn't mean much to me right now. So, you know, I'm not going to go try to control it or freak out or any, any of that. Um, I can put a picture of Mickey Mouse on a board, and on a whiteboard. People will look at it and, and all these feelings like, oh, that makes me so happy. Some people will be like, oh, I hate Disneyland. <laughs> like so expensive. And I'm like, well, what's on the board? And they're like, that's Mickey Mouse. I'm like, no, that's, that's, and they're like, well, it's three circles. I'm like, I'm like no, it's ink on a whiteboard. Uh. That's all it is, is ink <laughs> on a whiteboard. But it means all this stuff. So let's back it up mm -hmm. to just get clear in the here and now what's actually just going on right now. And, and the process we just went through helps you do that. You, 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 have, to, you have to almost rewind it. Like, whoa, I am in a frenzy. Well, why am I in a frenzy? I accept that I am. I accept mm -hmm. that I'm in fear. I see it. Okay, what's the reality now? Now that I'm in reality, let me assess my options. Let me either act opposite to it or assert myself in it. And, and, and you know, that's the process of it. It takes practice. Mm -hmm. And with each of these things we've, we've talked about, there's skills and there's tools and it takes practice. Yes. Um, I do um, just want to mention... I've shared with Kobe plenty of times, you know, in the moments that I have felt triggered or recognizing it and saying, hey, I know that this is the story I was making up or this felt very real to me and this is what it was feeling like, but I know truth and this is what I see. Um, that was a lot easier for Kobe to step into, um, but also to still understand and have empathy for that's still where my, where my body or my mind is going or, you know, was going even if I know I'm safe, even if I know truth. That is, so that's advanced recovery, what you just said, Ashlyn, which is I accept that I'm triggered and I know what the truth is, but I still know that I'm triggered. Yeah. Um, that's an which is, awesome it's place hard. to get to. 
it's hard to to be able to to say that um but it's also just part of it um i'm not expecting kobe to fix it i'm not blaming kobe i'm not throwing him in shame and saying because of you i am triggered i'm sure i did that at some point or another <laughs> um but like you said in the beginning it wasn't helpful for me to do those things and so um i just want to make sure if you're listening and you felt like, okay, these are, this is giving me some answers, some, some skills that I can put to use to remember to use them for um, your best interest and not as fuel um, to trigger your spouse or trigger a friend or your family yeah, or whoever. Absolutely. Well, I think that there's like some really rich content that's been in this and um, correct me if I'm wrong, but this is stuff that you guys talk about in detail in the course Beyond Betrayal. Is that right? Yeah. I mean, like I said earlier, like we, that course, I don't like to call it a course, that program that Ash and I created, um, it walks you through being able to turn your triggers into um, growth and, and really get uh, what Ashton just said is, is awesome. And if you can really understand the magnitude of what, what she said about being able to go to you, Kobe, and say, I am triggered, but I know what reality is. Okay. Somebody who's, who's really spinning in their betrayal and stuck in that pain can't do that. Um, they don't have the mindfulness tools. They don't have the process that, that, that they can work to get to that point where they can be that self-compassionate, that honest, that mindful of what's actually going on. And, um, you know, that we have a five-step uh, process we work you through, but each process is deep. Some of it's hard, um, but it will work to get you beyond betrayal. There's nothing out there like this program that actually right. together. I, I love it. And, and the idea that, um, that these are, that there is life beyond betrayal. And, and I have, it is, is a brilliant, is a brilliant concept because, um, it doesn't have to be um, identity. It doesn't have to be this place that uh, that, that holds this scarlet letter. But I I will say that um, even like recovery does not keep you from having triggers moving forward. What recovery does is it allows you to efficiently and effectively move through these moments in a very skilled way that can keep you connected to yourself and to your partner. And um, if there's just, if there's uh, something that, I don't know what's in the program. I don't know what's in the, I don't, I don't know what's in it. But what I do know is, uh, I know the pain. If you are the betrayed and you're listening, please know that there is this place that you can get to that that exists that doesn't have the pain that you feel this life beyond betrayal can be one where there's strength and growth and it's one where you can really thrive it doesn't have to be this way and um, I don't know why I'm having an Oprah moment right now about this. <laughs> Kobe, Kobe, what but you're saying it's... though is, is so important to understand. This program is not designed to just get you out of pain. 
um, when you work through this betrayal, you get beyond it, you will feel empowered. You will feel powerful. Um, you, you will know that you can overcome things that you never thought you could. And you'll see a whole new, uh, a whole new view of the world, opportunities and hope um, that will come. And, and so it's not just about, you know, trudging your way through the pain, but it's actually taking all the stuff that you've been through and working through it and becoming empowered. And so I love what you're saying, Kobe, because that's totally what Ashlyn and I have put together. Yeah. And that's how you have lived, Ashlyn. You are not the same. You are not the same woman or partner as you once were. And moreover, if you, if you grab this program and run with it, it will put you on a trajectory from being empowered, like you talked about, from being uh, powerful. Uh, it will give you knowledge and it will give you skills and it will give you levels of mindfulness you haven't had. And those things, I hope, will perpetuate continually. And my hope is that it will give you the ability not just to get through betrayal, but it will put you on this trajectory of growth moving forward that can help you continue to be the person that you want far beyond what you have experienced because, Ash, you've grown in ways that I never dreamed and never thought possible. And so if there's any part that you see in Ashlyn that you want to have, remember that everything that she has learned, everything that Brandon has gained in the years and years of their practice is in that program. And uh, I just wish nothing but a healthy living for you who are listening to this because it's possible. It's so possible. So go get it. I love that. Thank you, Kobe. And um, I, I 100% agree with that. And there's nothing more, um, Brandon, we talked about this in the beginning, empowering than to see someone who feels empowered, who once didn't, mm -hmm. yeah. to someone who starts to see, I have a choice in my own happiness. I have a choice in my own healing and to step into that. It's not easy work. And it doesn't end. There's no graduation certificate. We don't give you guys that because it's this ongoing growth mindset belief in I want to be the best me. I can change my mind. I can show up um, and, and grow in different ways. And Kobe's right. Like life still happens after recovery. And, and these are skills that I continue to use through different experiences that life throws at us. Yeah. So Yes, we want it for all of you. Absolutely. So are we going to talk about the ins and outs of the launch, how much it is and when, how, how long it's open? We should. Let's yeah. do it. <laughs> so we're launching it September 15th, 2020. Um, this year has been wonky, so we're at least bringing you something really great uh, mid-September. And uh, it's going to be a week-long launch. And when we do a launch, it's the best price you're going to get. So um, if you are considering it and you're thinking, oh, like we figure we make it possible so that no matter where you're at, whether you're with a therapist, you're not with a therapist, you're in the middle of Dubai or you're here in Utah with us, I don't care. We've made it so that it works for you. Um, these are um, audible 
their video, their printables. So there's really not a lot of excuses of I can't make this happen for me. Uh, you can do it on your phone. You can do it on a computer. Um, with one headphone in and one headphone out, it's making it happen. It's go at your own pace. So let's, um, there's some hard uh, modules that we have where we're really asking you to step into and to move through, be that buffalo and to, to move through that pain so that you can get to the other side. That's, that's not going to happen in like a day. Right. <laughs> so it's take your time and you have access to that as long as you need it. Yep. So head over to beyond-enough.com slash beyond betrayal and that first week you're going to get your best price um and without a promo code or anything it's just there it's i on think sale. i think it's going to be 40 percent off there you go yeah, the first off. the first week and so if that's appealing to you in any way to get that kind of discount then the first week is your and, week. and i will add this in and i know you know i'm not a salesman i'm a therapist but uh you know for the price and for the content and what you get in that program, um, it is uh, like such, such a value. Um, you can spend tens of thousands of dollars on therapy and, <laughs> and groups and programs and things like that for the same thing that you, well, I actually think for not even as good yeah. of content and a process that Ash and I walk you through. So. Um, just a testament from me as a therapist, you know, it might be cutting into my business a little bit, <laughs> Totally, but it is awesome. And the value, I, I mean, it is so, so worth the cost. So awesome. We're grateful that you guys are here with us, whether you choose to, to go and step into that journey with us this week or not. Um, we appreciate you being here with us and we're here every, every week, um, with free content for you. Um, and when you're ready to step into the work, um, you can head over to our website. Thanks, right. guys. Thank you, guys. Peace out. <laughs>